Welcome to Tokyo Shishi. Together, tableside with my Israeli guests, we cook together and feast on the foods of their childhoods here in my Tokyo kitchen. Cook with us as we set the table for Shabbat. This is Tokyo Shishi with Melissa. Israeli culture and history through the delicious lens of food, right here in the heart of Japan. On today's episode, I am joined by Itamar, a young Moroccan Israeli who traveled to Japan with dreams of becoming a chef and restaurant owner back in Israel. We were his first stop in Japan. After spending time with us in Tokyo, he would go on to work with a chef in Kyoto, an opportunity to strengthen and expand his techniques and his palate. Itamar was excited. He came to our home Friday night with a bottle of Cabernet, his cream-colored scarf, and the warmest smile. We knew we wanted to cook together. The dish we made would prove to be a true comfort food, a standout among sides, or the base of a whole gorgeous meal. So Matbukha is like a tomato and a red bell sauce that uh, cooks for a long time, like uh, a jam. And it have concentrated flavors. It's really good. My grandmother used to make it since I was a little kid, so Every time along my trip that I'm making madbucha, every time I'm tasting my grandmother madbucha that I made, it's throwing me back to when I was really young. I wanted to know just who makes madbucha. The origin is from uh, Morocco, so um, make madbucha in their homes. But it, it actually, I think that in all... Uh, Shishi dinner, it has to be madbukh on, uh, on the table, almost in any fa- on any family's uh, table. Even if they're not from Morocco? No. And they're, but they're in Israel or this region, they're going to have Yeah, madbukha. it's really like uh, one of the uh, it's a nation... Uh, yeah, nation like food. a national dish, right? National comfort food. Oh, national comfort food. <laughs> That's so beautiful. Yeah, because it's not just the taste, right? It's the whole... Scent yeah. of it cooking and like right. everything, right? It's a really emotional food, I think. Memories. Aww. For Moroccan Jews, these memories must be many. Today, about one million Jews of Moroccan ancestry live in Israel, and just 4,000 Moroccan Jews live in Morocco. Just prior to the founding of the modern state of Israel in 1948, Jews in Morocco were about 265,000 in number, the largest Jewish population within the Muslim world, with signs of Jewish life, namely synagogues and cemeteries, dating back to antiquity. There were attacks and rampages where Jews were hunted and had to flee had to live within anti-Semitic laws governing the land, and also times when they prospered. But in those times, when it was apparent that they really could not stay, there was leaving everything behind for an often poorer reality once in Israel. 
Matbucha, whether eaten for comfort or with joy, is still king. It is a Moroccan dish, but specifically a Moroccan Jewish dish that is cooked but can be made in advance and eaten room temp, perfect for Shabbat. Next, Itamar told me about his grandfather. He was living in Morocco since since birth, and he was very <coughs> very poor. His family was very poor, mm. and then on I think age seventeen or eighteen, there is some uh, group that called Noadror. Uh, it was like draw movement. There were periods when Jews could only be permitted to become certain professions, tradesmen mostly, and there were laws like the Vichy laws in 1940 and then 41, which prevented Jews from owning businesses, from entering universities, and after the independence of Israel in 1948, Jews in Morocco surely suffered attacks. Like, so he had to to hide Israelis, Jews from Morocco, and bring him to to Israel from Morocco. So he was very important in the, the things. I don't know what to say. He was very important in the in bringing Jews to Israel from Morocco. It was important. Wow. So also. Uh, started a kibbutz. Wait, your grandpa helped get Moroccan Jews out from yeah. Morocco to Israel, and then he set up a kibbutz. He he began a yeah. kibbutz for them. Yeah, kibbutz Kenosa. Kenosa. Yeah. At this point, I wasn't thinking, and accidentally got him to all but choke on a spicy pepper. They rescue you. This is your Oh, I think that was your. Oh, let's go to Mike. I'm glad. I'm so sorry. Oh my no, gosh. Okay. Why is it try it? Who says that? We could have smelled it, we would have known. Oh. Ooh. Wow. Okay. Well, now it'll be on the cutting board. Are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> Do you want a piece of bread or something? <laughs> Recording the, progress. The kibbutz, the kibbutz that your grandpa founded, really, right? Like, is it still like majority Moroccan Jews there, or no. what? It wasn't Moroccan at all. Okay. <clears throat> it wasn't. It, it was, <laughs> no, it wasn't started the kibbutz for them. Okay. It just started the kibbutz. A kibbutz. Kibbutz Genosar. It's uh, next to Tiberia. That kibbutz, Itamar's kibbutz, was the very first kibbutz in more recent years made a hotel kibbutz where I stayed on my very first trip to Israel some 20 plus years ago. And here he is, staying with us. Jews that lived in Morocco didn't have a lot of money. Mm. So because of that, tomato is kind of cheap and uh, bell pepper is kind of cheap. So the ingredients, the ingredients, uh, I think that uh, stay the same mm-hmm. and didn't change because it's uh, poor food. It's really poor food. 
But the thing about Japan is that tomatoes are like so not cheap. This dish requires heaps of summery ripe tomatoes, but in Japan, especially now with inflation, tomatoes are not exactly food for a budget, especially the ones I love. The luscious beef steak or heirloom esque varieties. Ooh, to make salsa is a splurge. I don't ever see people loading up their carts with tomatoes. You can, however, buy a very miniature sleeve of itty tomatoes for a great deal of money, but those aren't really the ones you'd use to cook down. Anyway, Shabbats are special. Of course, we would get all that we needed. I would not miss out on any chance to hang out in the kitchen with this chef. Wait, do I need special spices? A special chili pepper type paprika? We need a little bit of uh, paprika and sugar, salt, and black pepper. Done. So yeah. fresh tomatoes, fresh bell pepper. Also uh, chili paprika. peppers. Chili peppers. Yeah. Or like any spicy peppers. Pepper. Yeah. Okay. Not too much. Most of the time people use a lot of garlic. Mm -hmm. uh, my grandmother uh, used to put like nothing but I like to like balance between who I cook for so if I cook for myself I, I wouldn't put any garlic because I like it very very gentle mm. flavor wise I can't wait it'd be very special to have <laughs> oh and oh is it the kind of thing where we dip the challah into it yeah or are you yeah you dip the challah you must have challah with this and tomorrow we'll make a lot. Shabbat meal, you will eat it like there is many salads on the on the table, and mm -hmm. this is one of them. This is like the pre pre main food. Like, pre main food. Yeah. So that's like salatim. Is that the salatim, word? Salatim. Yeah, it's always on the table, always. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> and in Israel, there is like a tradition to eat it with like take small challah. Mm -hmm and cut it in the middle, and then... This is my second time making matbucha. The first time was this past spring, with a few very special Israeli guests. We made schnitzel sandwiches with matbucha, and a Libyan spread called sherchi, and man, it was a different time. A complete world away. And a lot of garlic, like maybe seven teeth. Uh, minced and uh, that's it and then you mix all together and this is it okay this is crazy i've never had something so delicious you have to give your grandma a huge hug they are. I just, I just really want to keep the, the pan pretty much clean, otherwise it's going to... Uh, I want to be free. Here now with Itamar, our cooking is very different. We need a distraction. 
It's more of a cry, a prayer, and something we do to lift others up. Ourselves, too. What I have not said is that it has been almost one week since Israel experienced horrific terror on October 7th. Many of our Israeli guests this past year had friends or close family at the music festival. Many know children and families taken hostage. Many know children and families murdered, including a beloved kindergarten teacher, including the dear Holocaust survivors they served latkes to at every Hanukkah party. Many are now in Gaza. Everyone is affected with some level of trauma. And here we are in quiet Tokyo, away from rockets, away from war and sirens, just cutting garlic and preparing for the first Shabbat since it all happened. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What do we need? <laughs> you needed to do something? No, I need to go to Israel, but I, uh, oh. uh, this is like uh, today's is the funeral. Today's a funeral? Yeah. And you're wearing this stupid apron <laughs> in the kitchen, thinking of everyone no, you love. No, no. It's, it's today. Like, yesterday I felt like, uh, yesterday I felt like really trauma. So, I felt that really bad yesterday. Today I'm feeling better, so I think that I have one, like two options for getting out, meeting people, speak, cook, do things like this, or otherwise I'm going down. It's a bit difficult to hear Itamar here, but he says he was feeling trauma yesterday, but feeling better today. And he says he has two choices. He can get out and meet people, walk around, speak, cook, and do things like this, or he says, otherwise, he's really going down. You just want to feed everyone that's hurting, right? Make, but like making food is better than just someone getting food. Like, but if, it, it makes me want to like gather every Israeli in, in Japan right now and like have a big yeah. <laughs> make a fast or something. But hopefully other people are getting together like this yeah. and talking and being together, right? So I have a, I had a, a thought that right now I'm not able to go to to military meeting. Mm-hmm. So I thought about the moment I'm, I'm getting home. Yeah. Going to I have like one more friend that my that his mother that murdered. So yeah. So I'm going to his home. I thought about going to his home to my friends and parents' home and like cook the hell out <laughs> like of me. And cook the hell out everything yeah? yeah you know what that could be the slogan like cook the hell out it's nice yeah 
I feel as, an, as a Jew, as an Israeli, that I have no place to go. Like really, no, like, like not, not, not a, not place to go in the world. Like, no place to go that I feel safe. In. Like, no, in Israel, I don't feel safe at all. I live next to Jerusalem. Jerusalem is a very conflicted city. Yeah. Like. A lot of uh, terror attacks like this, and then when I go, when I'm thinking, I'm thinking to myself, maybe I'll go to Europe. I will live my, my life in Europe. Right. And I think, no, there is anti-Semitic. So I cannot right. go there. Also, also, so like where? Right. I want to, I want to live in Israel, but I want to live. <coughs> I also want a peaceful life. How could it not be deep and sad when Itamar's best friend's funeral was this very day? And his brothers from the army are putting their lives on the line as we speak. What a tender time to be chopping and melting matbucha down. Maybe it's good to have the normalcy of cooking. When I was like 12, like my friends used to watch some, you know, <clears throat> Dragon Ball Z, yeah. Pokemon, some other TV shows. Mm-hmm. And I was like watching Food Channel. <laughs> <laughs> really? Really? And when I was 12, I was... One day I, I want to make my mom happy. She, she went for afternoon sleep. Mm-hmm. And then we decided to make her uh, almond cookies because I, I knew she loves almond. So I make her an almond cookie, cookies. And from that moment, I knew that this is this is a part of what I'm want to do in life. I, I like people. I like to see people having fun and enjoying and enjoy. Sorry from the food I make. And that's the, the main reason that I start cooking from the beginning and that I love cooking at all. That's so sweet, 12 year old you deciding to do that. How do you know with uh, Matuha when it's done? Um, <clears throat> Texture-wise, you, you see it will be very concent- concentrated. Yeah, concentrated, that's right. And, um, and flavor wise. Ooh. It smells good. Like it already smells good. Without yeah. the garlic, really gentle, yeah. pure yeah. taste. And I also like a little bit, like very gentle, so it's okay mm-hmm. for me. What peppers could we use? Sometimes here in Japan, I make use of dried and fresh togarashi peppers. Sometimes I use shishito, mostly sweet, but if you're lucky, sometimes spicy. But what would we use for matbucha? Now, um, you would use fresh peppers, right? No, or like okay. dry spice? You can use, you can use uh, fresh, you can use mm-hmm. dry also. You can use dry chili flakes even. Mm, yeah. Everything that makes sure this is not Whatever. very important. For okay. And then, then after it, we will peel the tomato and then cut it. Yeah. 
can eventually cook down, right? it's gonna cook down. It'll yeah. Like a, like a gem. This is the soul food part. I think it's the moment when each ingredient is transformed into its concentrated, most flavorful form. I just want to dive in. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, wait, look at that skill. You're gonna do them all at once? Yeah. Wow. I know that's like a little thing for you, but like... <laughs> <laughs> Brett, we had a dish of salad in our restaurant with mm -hmm. uh, cherry tomatoes. Ooh. And uh, you need to cut first. So. Yeah, I bet. So in my first shift, I, my sous chef looked at me going like this. What are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> Itamar was cutting each tiny cherry tomato on its own and quite slowly. Something that did not fly in his restaurant kitchen back in Israel. But here, well, there's a different kind of urgency. But with our tomatoes, we seem to have all the time in the world. We can cut them individually. We can cook. We can talk, heal, and rest. Because <laughs> you were doing that under your hand? No, we're doing like this. Like regular. one at a time? Yeah, one at a time. So what did, so what did he say in Hebrew? As I have learned from the year of hosting over 220 Israeli guests, people are connected. Almost everyone knows somebody who was kidnapped, murdered, is off to war, or is still missing. The funerals are non-stop. Itamar went from joy upon landing in Japan to pain. And somewhere in that, almost one week later, I still had the honor of cooking with him. When he was able, he ran out to our local grocery store, bought the ingredients, then schlepped them up the hill to cook a pasta dish for some of the other guests. The following night was this, our magical matbucha Friday, and just what we needed, the ultimate comfort food. Gentle, delicate, and matching our emotion with the most tender addition of peppers. All of our feelings and thoughts, our love and our deep care made it into this dish. We would spread it onto our challah Spoon it into our mouths, the soulful base of every Shabbat, here in Tokyo. The dish that is almost on every table in Israel, Itamar says, Moroccan or not. Every family, each person is affected right now and needing every bite to be of great comfort. Beteavon itadakimasu. I thought about going to his home, to my friend's and parents' home, and like cook the hell out <laughs> like, of me. Thank you for joining us. 
Each of these guests is really a part of my family now. I'll be posting and sharing more of the background and the history behind each dish, including recipes, so that you can really join us tableside for the best Tokyo Shishi. Tokyo Shishi is a Melissa Uchiyama and Kintsugi Media production in association with Kelvin Productions. Music by Ron and Kelvin Productions. If you make anything from this show, do tag us, Tokyo Shishi. Look for us on Twitter and Instagram. Like and follow so that more of these voices are heard and these foods are celebrated. Join us next time on Tokyo Shishi together, tableside, as we speak with another amazing guest and learn more of the delicious details and aspects of Israeli food and culture. Kampai and l a c h a y e m